Membeis Amar Aleph on the top line. Last word of line is Amar. Amar Raba. I circled Raba's name and three lines later in the middle of the line is Abaye. I circled Abaye. We're going to have a little back and forth here between Raba and Abaye. Says Raba, tell me to qualify the Machlokas. We had a Machlokas in the top of the previous Amud, a Brisa. Uh, it had said that Hamashachar Chatziavdai, Rebbe says Kana, and that 50%, so to speak, of the Evid is considered a Ben Chayrene. Free and the Chalim say loikana. So here says Rabbah, the Machlokas is b'shichur chetziav, chetziav v'hiniya chetziav, where the master freed fifty percent of what he owned, half of that evid, and left the other half. Aval, however, shichur chetziav umachar chetziav. I put a umachar chetziav or b nasan b'matana chetziav. If the master freed half, and then either previously uh, or at the same time sold the other half or gave the other half as a matana, and I underlined these four words, kevan denafik mine kule, something we just saw at the end of the previous year, since from the master's perspective, 100% of what that master owned, which in this case happens to be 100% of the slave, is going out from him, he's totally losing any shaykhs, 100% from his perspective to this slave, everyone would agree that that would work. I circled Abaye, and Abaye is now responding to what Rabba has said. He said, uh, oh, really Rabba, so you're saying that if 100%, if all of what the master owns is leaving, might be going to different uh, purposes, but if it's all leaving, there's no machlokas between Rebbe and the Chachamim, v'hatani chadim. We have two brises, each one about a line and a half, and it's going to seem uh, that probably the obvious way to establish this case is that there is a machlokas, and that's where 100%, both these cases, of 100% of the evidence leaving the master. So here we have two brises, v'hatani chadai, box of soft, goes about a line and a half, I call this the number one Tanaic source. A person who has two slaves, he writes out two shtarois. One star says, all of my assets go to Leroy. The other star says, all my assets go to Tyrone. He then has a shaliach that he gives both of the shtarois to at the same time on condition that he acquired them on behalf of the slaves at the same moment. Well, uh, what do we say? Kanu. They acquire 100% of the estate, the two of them together. And they each get half, the reason being that neither one of them uh, was able to say that they got, so to speak, what they got before the other one. They got at the exact same time. And they'll be because each one got half of the other one, so they'll each free the 50% of the other one. Okay, that's one Tanaic source. Vitani with another Tanaic source, we call this the number two Brisa. This also goes about a line and a half. It says, Ha'imer, Kol Nechasai, I squiggle on mine, Kol Nechasai, Nesunim Leploinu Leploini Avadai, are given to Leroy and Tarone, my slaves, I don't underline Avadai, Af Atzmam Leikana. They don't even acquire themselves. Now, it seems that these are basically the same case, yet we have two different dinim. Uh, first, Brysa said they acquire everything, including their own freedom. Second, Brysa said they don't even acquire their own freedom. 
So my love, should we not say that this is just a continuation of that machlokas? Ha Rebbe, the first next source is Shittas Rebbe, that it does work, that there is an acquisition on behalf of the slave. For Ha Rabbanan, and the number two next source is the Rabbanan. That is the question posed by Abaye to Rabba. The Gemara has four ways to answer this. Um, I put a number one in the margin here with the first word line is low. About 10, 11 lines later, first word on line is Ema. I put a number two in the margin. Five lines later, first word on the line is Shtarois Nami. I put a number three there. And about four or five lines later, first words on the line are Kedishaninan Mi'ikara. I put a number four in the margin there. So four approaches to how, at least attempts to answer um, on behalf of Rabba. So the first approach is over here. Low. That's not the case. Both of those Tanaic sources, number one and the two, EDVED, Rabba would answer, both according to the Rabbanon. Why then is there a total difference in Psak? Ha, the first Tanaic source, Da'amar Kulu, is where he said, Kulu, uh, all of, uh, it be given to Leroy and all to Tyrone, whereas the second Tanaic source, Ha, Da'amar, Chetzi, Chetzi. The uh, Rashi, Dibar Maskil, Ha, Da'amar Kulu. Kamaisa, which I underline and call this number one, the first brisa. Like we explained in Bechal Echad Kasav, and in each one of the two stars, it says all myas is called Nechasei Leplani Avdi. Umoidu Rabbanan, there the Rabbanan would agree. De Kevan de Zikalem Basachas, since the master uh, gave over um, these things at the same moment. Nafki Kulumineen, as far as he was concerned, it all left him. Kanu. It works. Whereas Basraisa, underline Basraisa, and row number two above that, the second in egg source, Damar Chetzi Chetzi. How's that? Bishtar Echad Kasav, in the first star he wrote, half Chetzi Nechasai to Leroy. Bechain Bishaini, and in the second one he wrote half of my estate to Tarun. Lefikach Leikanu. Dahavilei, Bechol Echad, Shikr Chetziv, Viniach Chetziv. Now, Loimi Baya, I squiggle around Loimi Baya, we don't even have to tell you that if he wrote these two documents on Kasav Umasa Lazen, first gave the document uh, for Leroy to Leroy. Vahadar Masa Lazen then gave the Tyrone document to Tyrone. For sure, Deloy Kanu, why did he Masa the Kama when he handed the document to the first slave? Sheer Palge, he left out half. Veloy Kana, and there was no Kanu. Vechain Lashani, so too with the second guy. Ela Afilu, I squiggle under the Elafilu. Elafilu Masa Shneim Kachas, even if he gave it to both of them at the same time, meaning like via some sort of Shliach, like Kanu. De Kevan. Here's the main point, and I underlined from here till the end of the Rashi. Since Chatsi Nechasai, that's in quotation marks, since that was Kasav Becholchad, the text that was used in each one of the two documents, who knows exactly which half of the uh, his estate he's referring to? Dilma Chad Palga Kasav Letrabayo. Maybe he wrote the same half to each one of them. Ve'ikashir, in which case there certainly would be the other 50% of the state, which would be considered a a, a, a leave-out from uh, what he had given. <clears throat> um, back in the Gemara, the Gemara now asks, the ha'midikatani seifa, Abaye will now respond, if there's Abaye and Rabba back and forth, it doesn't necessarily say the names, but the ha'midikatani seifa, the seifa, the number two snake source, here is a, another six words, which we are going to box off. V'im amar chatsi chatsi, Loikanu. Oh, that if he says it, now we just said that's the ratio of the number two source. The seifa says, if he says chatsi chatsi, Loikanu. And our havamina is here. Uh, if he says chatsi chatsi, it will also not be a good acquisition. Michal at the Reisha, the Amar, where he said, Kulu. And it also is not a good acquisition. And uh, that would be a 
question. So the Gemara answers again on behalf of Rabbah, Perushikam Farish. No, those last six words, Bryce says, actually an explanation of the earlier part. Af Atzman Loikanu, they don't even acquire themselves. In other words, that's the end of the first part of the second Brysa. Ketza, then we read into the Seifa, Kegoyin Damar Chetzi Chetzi. The whole thing is a case of Chetzi Chetzi. But actually, if he had said Kulu, it would work. Now the Gemara brings a Hachanam Mistabra, which, as we've noted quite a few times, Hachanam Mistabras, 80-90% of the time, get rejected. And here's another example of it. So let's it actually logically makes sense to say like this. If you want to say the number two snake source, the first part of the number two brisa. Well, if you tell me he said all, and it doesn't even work for the slaves to acquire their freedom. Amar, if he says chetzi chetzi mi bai, that would be obvious. If he tries to give him all of everything and it doesn't work, then certainly if he does half half. So that would be a Hakanami Stabra, that would be the case. The Gemara says, well, let, we're going to have to reject that Hakanami Stabra. Imi Shumha, if that is the reasoning, the logic you want to use, eh, low area, it doesn't necessarily shed a light on the validity of this approach. Why it could very well be. This is another style of Tanaic sources, Tana Seifa Sometimes the Seifa is taught to shed light on what the Reish is talking about. The Reish was a little bit vague, and the Seifa is taught and it clarifies things. So you shouldn't say, Reisha, Damar Chetzi Chetzi. Aval Amar, but if you were to say Kulu, it would be Kanu, it would work. Therefore, Tana Seifa, that's why the Seifa went on and had a case of Chetzi Chetzi. Michal de Reisha was a case where he did say Kulu. And Afiloachi like Kanu. Okay, so it's not so clear that this would be a uh, valid answer, but it's not necessarily rejected. V by Yisema, the second approach we squiggle underline is that these two Tanaic sources don't contradict, like Kasha, Kan B'Shtarechad, Kan The number two Brisa, where we said they don't even acquire themselves, is where it's B'Shtar Echad in one Shtar, whereas Kan, the number one Tanaic source, is B'Shtay Sharois. That's why it will work. So the Gemara asks the question, one second, Bishtar Echad? If it's one star, and that's why it doesn't work, my area, why did we have to, if that second Tanaic source is Shtar Echad, why do we have to have in the Seifa of that second Tanaic source, Chetzi, Chetzi? Afil Amar Kulu, even if he says all of it, Nami Kanu. Answers the Gemara, Hachinami Kamar. That's actually what we were saying. We do almost a three-line rereading of, again, from the End of the number two tank source, reading into the Seifa. Af Atzman Loikanu. That's the way the second tank source ends. That they don't even acquire themselves. Bemed Varma Murvinath is the understanding. When is that? Bishtarecha. That's when it's written in one document. Of Abishtesharis, if there were two separate documents, Kanu. Kama. And then we read into that safe of the tene, of the number two source, Vimam or Chetzi Chetzi. If he, though, uses Elisha, not all of Leroy and everything to Tyrone, but rather half half, Af Bishtay even if it's two Shtaris, Namilai Kanu. That's the end of the rereading, put the right angle in. And that approach does seem to stand. Vibayasema, a third approach, I squiggle on the Bayasema, Loikasha. Again, we have those two Tanaic sources. One seems to indicate that the slaves will acquire everything and their own freedom. The second Tanaic source indicates they don't even get their own freedom. So Khan says the third approach, Bebasachas, Khan, 
It actually makes a big difference if it was done at the same time. And both the shtarais, the lashon used, is kulu in both the cases. And the number one price where it says kanu is where we had said he gave over the two shtarais to a third party on the condition he should acquire it on behalf of those two parties at the same moment. And the second Sinaic source, like kanu, is bezeacharze. Okay. Regarding the number two b'risa, though, Bishma basra loikani, the second guy won't be able to acquire dahakani loikama, because the first guy already got a document. Let's say Leroy already got a document and says that Leroy gets everything. Elakama, but the first guy, likni nafshiv likni lechavre. Why does the first guy not acquire himself and everything? That's what it said, everything. In which case, this approach is a little bit shaky, so the Gemara uh, concludes, better, or literally, whiter is it, as we had answered initially, which would be approaches, I guess, one or two, uh, not number three. A fourth approach is brought to us by Ravashi. I circled Ravashi, Ravashi Amar, that shiny husband, the number two price is something a little bit different. Why? Because look at the actual wordage in the number two b'risa. Even though he says, Kol and Tyrone, how does he refer to them? The Kakari he refers to them as Avadai, I dot underline the term Avadai, my slaves. Okay, and since he referred to them as his slaves, it's kind of indicating that he wasn't really giving them uh, their freedom uh, because they wouldn't be referring to them as my slaves. Amar le Rafram, I underline Rafram, he says to Ravashi, and this point takes about eight lines to develop till the first word in the line is Nami. And it's essentially, we don't see a uh, response, so it's essentially a, I, I'd call it a rejection of Ravashi. So says Ravafram to Ravashi, Vidilma, well, one second, maybe when he's calling them Leroy and Tyrone, my slaves, what he means is the ones who used to be my slaves. Dilma Avadai, my slaves, Shahayu Kvar, that were previously my slaves. And we even have a precedent for this. Connector. Do we not have a Mishnah? This quote of a Mishnah goes for about four and a half lines and starts here. It says, If a person writes out all the assets that they have to their slave, the slave goes free. If, however, when he gave over everything to the slave, the master left like a little bit of land, then the slave does not go free. Rib Shimon, we box Rib Shimon, Rib Shimon, Aimer, No, no, the slave will be free. Mm, the case that we're a little bit of land is I've done mind not getting the land assets, but he himself will get freedom. Ad Shiyomar until, and this is where it would be a problem for the slave to get his freedom, the uh, document says something to the effect of, Kol Nechasai Nesun Leploini Avadi, giving everything I have to Leroy, my slave, Chutz, and says this also, mi echad mi except for one ten-thousandth of the uh, estate. Now, that's very vague. He didn't even say land. What is one ten-thousandth? I don't know. Is it the slave is one ten-thousandth? The uh, Mickey Mantle 1958 uh, uh, Condition 3 baseball card is the one ten-thousandth? We don't know. Okay, that's the end of the Tanaic source. Now, let's make a diuk. Taima damar, the reason apparently why it wouldn't work is because he said, Chutz mi echad but haloyamar hachi, if he didn't say that, kani, it would work. And according to everyone, it would work. Tanakam would work, Rub Shimon would work. Now, am I? One second, why would it work? Vaha evid kakarile. He referred to him in the document, we even dot underlined it three lines ago, as my slave. Ella, it must mean when he calls Leroy my slave in the emancipation document, the following, avadai shahaya kfar, Leroy who had previously been my slave, hachanami, so too over here, our source, when he used the term avadai, my slaves, what he meant was shahayukfar that had previously been my slaves. Period. 
The Gemara brings an interesting question. Negachai sure. Let's say you have a uh, the Mishnah's case, a person for the interim. He was chatzia uh, ben chatzia ben chayrin. Now, if a Evid gets gored by a shore, there's one din. If a Ben Charan gets gored by somebody's shore, there's another din. How about Nagachai shore to this guy who's half Evid, half Ben Chayrin? Well, colon, Yerim Shal Rabbi Rabbi. If it's his master's day, then his master uh, gets whatever the damages are, the uh, depreciation, and uh, the shore, if it's probably a, uh, will pay a, a, a Nezek, which is a depreciation um, in value. Yom Shalatzma, if it happens to be on the day that the slave was working for himself, Latzma, Ay, Alameyata, Sugamora, Yom Shalatzma, Yisa Shivcha, Yom Shalatzma, Yisa Baschairin. Are we saying then that on the day that it's his master's day, he's totally a slave? Well, he should be able to get married to a Shivcha then. And if it's his own day, he should be able to get married to a base Yaakov girl. So the Gemara answers, no, no, there's two things. One is, whose money is it? That's a mumminous issue. The other is, who is he living with? Who can he have relations with? That's an Isurin issue. Isura like Kamrina. We're not talking about in the realm of Isurin. Question now, the Gemara asks, Tashma. We have a Tanaic source. Goes until Lamud Bays in the top line, and it says as follows. This is also by a Shor, this is a Shor Ha-Muad, and, um... We know when it gores a Evid and kills the Evid, it'll have to pay 30 Kesef, Shleshim Kesef, which is a Kenas, because even if the Evid dies, it's not worth anything, or is worth like 100, it doesn't make a difference. He pays 30 Kesef, 30 Selas. By a Ben Chayrin, um, it, if it was a free man that the ox had gored, then the payment would be whatever the value of that person was. So, Tashma Hamis, let's say the Shor Muad. Uh, Gordon killed a human being who was Misha Ben Chayrin, one of these 50 50 guys, half Evid Ben Chayrin. Well, says the snake source, nice in Chatsi Knas la Rabbi, he gives half of the Knas to the master, because that's the 50%, and Chatsi Kaifer Liorshav, and the other half of the Tzad Chayrus, the side of that uh, slave that was a free man, goes to his heirs. Now, asks the Gemara, my question mark, comma, why should that be? Hachanami, why don't you say over here, Isn't this who gets the money? And according to what we had said, depends. Whatever day the ox gored and killed this Evid, it should go whatever the payments are totally to either the Evid side or the Ben Chayrin side. Answers the Gemara. No, this is a different case because when the Evid is killed, that's sort of like the end of the road. Literally, the person's now dead. Shiny Hacha de Kakalia. Karna. Kalya Karna is totally done away or finished was the principle. Whatever the Evid was worth, he's basically worth nothing now. And that's a different case. Oh, then what would be a case to like a Kalya Karna, where there was some sort of like an injury where it didn't, whatever the devaluation was, like, I don't know, like if the arm was chopped off, the arm's always chopped off. Or if a toe was crushed, the toe's always crushed. Well, actually it could be something else. Again, Shihiko al Imagine he, uh, I don't know, uh, broke the guy, uh, or like, let's say, badly bruised the slave's hand. Vitsamsa yadai, and the hand, it's maybe, Vitsamsa might be it, it withered, or maybe it bruised, or it became unusable, but Vitsaifaloxor, uh, you know, give it some time, maybe a little bit of uh, medication, and uh, it'll get better. That would be the case. Well, says the Gemara, and this is a question that takes about five lines to develop. Ha nicha la bay, I squiggle and the ha nicha encircled abaye. Then end of the next line, I squiggle and the ellen circled rava. Ha nicha la abaye. There's a uh, Michael that we have elsewhere. Uh, abaye is the one who says 
Damar, uh, phrase, six words. No yitzin lo yishevis gedoyla v'yishevis ketana. That which has to be paid is shevis gedoyla and shevis ketana. Shevis gedoyla is the depreciation in current market value. What would he have been able to be sold for and what could he be sold for? And that's basically the nezik. That's the way you evaluate the damages. The shevis ketana is, uh, well, imagine the guy was a uh, cucumber field watchman. Now, he can't even do that because he's deathly ill, so you would give him the difference in the uh, 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 payments that he would get for being a cucumber watchman versus being able to do nothing. So according to that, everything is shoppier since Nezek is something that we evaluate in this this, this wound, then a shore would be Chayiv. For it, because it's not a case of kalyakarna. It's not you haven't totally lost the value of this slave. It'll become uh, he'll become uh, worth something uh, once again. Ella, I squiggled under the Ella and circled Rava's name. Ella, la Rava Damo says, "Ainu noisinle Ella." The only thing that um, a man who has a temporary injury is entitled to is Basically, his unemployment, uh, daily unemployment, whatever that is. Well. Hi, then who damaged uh, this uh, person in question here? Sure, who? It's the sure that inflicted the injury, not another person. The sure in a Michelle Melanesic. The only thing a sure ever pays is Nezek. It doesn't pay unemployment. That's the question. And the Gemara brings two answers. Ibai Sema, number one, either, you know what happened? It actually wasn't a sure. Kishi Adam. It's where a person, where he said that previously that if it was a day that the master had ownership had a benefit from the evet that goes to the master that's where a person damaged the slave and that's why the payments will be made even according to Ravavi Baisema alternatively um, when we had that teaching on about five lines up from the bottom of the previous Amud Amud Aleph Memra he that wasn't like a Mishnah it wasn't a Bryce it was simply a Memra and Memra Larava another statement, not Tanaic, not a Mishnah or Bryce, but just a Memra, that's not a question. Rav will simply say he doesn't hold like that. The Gemara now brings four Ibailahus. We'll try to do the first two. Ibailahu, I put a diamond around this Ibailahu about, I don't know, 18, 19 lines later. First word in the line is Umedrish Chachamim. In the middle of that nine, there's another Ibailahu. I put a diamond around that. Ten lines later or so, first word in the line is Hu. In the middle of that line, there's an Ibailahu. That gets a diamond. And on Mem Gimel, Amud Aleph, about 40% of the way down. First word in line is Bit Minavel. The middle of that line is an Ibayahu. We put a diamond around that. So let's uh, do the first two Ibayahus. Ibayahu. In this case, a Ma'ukav Get Shichror, a um, slave who's lacking just receiving the emancipation document. In other words, the cases that we've had the last few days, last few dapim, where we say the slave goes free and the master has no shaykh, but he still needs to get shaykh or like to uh, marry a Jewish girl, like where the master was makdish the slave or the master was mafkir the slave, or for that matter, our case, a slave that's uh, 50-50, half free and half uh, um, slave. Milkov gets shichor, says the Gemara. Knas knas. Is there a knas? Let's say if, if that um, slave is uh, uh, killed, is there a 30 shekel knas that goes to the master if a um, ox uh, gores the, the uh, slave or not? And two ways to look at this. 
A, do we say that the Pasuk, Shmais Chaf Aleph Pasuk Lamed Beis, says, Keser Shloshim Shkolom Yitain La'adoinav, that's the Pasuk, connect Amarachman is what the merciful one in the Torah says, the high and the slave love, Adoin who, the, the, the guy who owns him, he doesn't own anymore. He was Mafkirim, or he, uh, or he uh, was Matishim. Odilma, or maybe I squiggle around the Odilma. Another way to look at this is B, Kevin de Machusuket Shichur, since this slave, we'll call him Leroy, is still lacking an emancipation document, you can still on some level, Odin Karina Bey, refer to the guy who is the one who needs to give him the Star Shichur as his master, and maybe there would be a master there. Good question. Well, Tashmai put a triangle on this Tashma. Three lines later, first one line is Tashmai put a triangle on that. The Gemara will attempt by bringing a few Tanaic sources to answer this question. Tashma, this Tanaic source goes to the end of the next line. It says, Hey, mis mi, ben chayrin. If, um, a person who's a half evid, half ben chayrin, uh, is killed, noisen chatsi kanas le rabbi, ve chatsi kaifer le yorsha. So, uh, half the kanas payment goes to the master, half the, uh, kofer payment goes to the heirs of the deceased. That's the end of the Tanaic source connector. My love, kemishna achreina. So should we not say this like the Mishnah Chorina? When we refer to Mishnah Chorina, Mishnah Rishonim here, remember the Mishnah that we had, um, it was on the Mem Aleph on the bottom, and then Mem Aleph on the Aleph, and then Mem Aleph on the Beis. That's where Beis Hill and Beis Shammu were arguing about a guy's chesed, chesed ben chayim, where Beis Hill insisted, let him um, work one day for his master, one day for himself. And then at the end of the Mishnah, we conclude that Beis Hill actually changed their uh, approach and agreed with Beis Shammu. The Mishnah, Achorina um, would be after he changed his mind, after Beis Hillel agreed that the correct approach was that we will force the master to free the slave, um, let's say in the interim, before he did that. So should we not say that this is the case? And the Gemara says, no, uh, this is not. What the Tanakh source is referring to was Kemishna Rishoina, where the Beis Hillel didn't agree that we force the master to free the slave, and he is a full-fledged slave, and that's why it would be the case. Tashma, another triangle, a Tanaic source goes just over a line. Uh, in this uh, Tanaic source, Hipil es Shainai, Vesima es Enoi. Almost like from the Three Stooges, some scene, but you have the master. The master um, bangs out the tooth of the slave, and like almost shortly after that, Sima es Enoi gouges out his eye. Um, okay, now either one of those would set the slave free, but the uh, knocking out of the tooth sets the slave free. So Yotza Bishinoi, the slave was free with the tooth that was knocked out, but then what do we see? Noisen Demeenoi. That the value of the eye actually has to be paid the value of the eye. Now, if a master just uh, knocks out the eye of the slave, the slave goes free with that. Does the slave not entitled to any money? Here, Noisen Demeenoi, he pays for the Enoi. Now, Let's analyze that. If you want to say there is a kanas to a slave that is uh, lacking a get, and that kanas goes to the master, then this doesn't make sense. That if somebody else gouged out, let's say, the eye, the money would go to the master. Yet, if the master himself did it, he gives that to him, and therefore... The master in general seems not to get the payments. It would be like the A of the A O Dilma B. Where it says, not necessarily. Dilma, come on to Amar. Maybe this approach is going like the, and we'll see now many, many, many different opinions as to whether it's Tsarich or Ainot Tsarich. 
essentially, if you have a slave that's basically freed, does he need that star shikhr or not? So here's a price. So the price it goes for almost seven lines. Well, seven lines minus a word and starts here. Um, Bikulan in all 24 uh, limbs. So we know the tooth and the eye. We also know a uh, standard person has 10 fingers, 10 toes, um, uh, two ears, a nose, and a male slave at least has a penis. So any one of those 24 limbs that are um, uh, banged off, the kulan and all of them, the Eved, if that happens to him, um, by the master will go uh, free. V'tzarech get shichor mi rabbi, but still, even though Zev is going free, he will still require a get shichor from his master. Div Rabbi Yishmael, that's Rabbi Yishmael, Hoz Rameir, Oimer Rameir would say, Eino tzarech, no, that's not necessary. Rabbi Eliezer, Oimer tzarech, yes, he would need a shtar shichor. Rabbi Tarfin, who I underlined, Oimer, Eino tzarech, he would not need a shtar shichor. Rabbi Akiva, who underlined, Oimer tzarech, he would, yes, need a shtar shichor, and underlined Rabbi Akiva. And the Mahrim Lifnei not sure who they are, but the ones who used to decide in the presence of the wise men, I mean, they say, well, depends. Colin Niren, Div Reb Tarfin, that when Reb Tarfin said that a get Shechor is not necessary, would be Beshein Va'ayin, if the tooth is knocked out or the eye is knocked out, Hoyo Vatayrazachspen, those two are mentioned specifically in the Psukim, and since the Psukim mentioned specifically, no Shtar Shekhar is necessary, whereas Kama Divra Kiva, who had said that this Evan would still, yes, need a Shtar Shekhar, that would be Bishari Varm, the other 24 um, uh, limbs, Hoyo Ukenas Chachamimhu, I squiggle underline the term Kenas, since that's some sort of a rabbinical uh, institution. So the Gemara says, one second, Kenas? Exclamation point, comma, Ha, Kray Kadarshinan. We learn it from Psukim, not from a purely rabbinical uh, nature. Ela Ema, rather, what we have to do is re understand the last four words of the Tanaic source, put right angles in it here, not as a Kenas, but Hoyel, Umedrish Chachamim, who I exclude on Medrish Chachamim. That would be the end of the rereading. And bottom line, the question that we started with, if you have a mauk of get shikhur, does he have a kanas or not? Uh, that seems to remain unresolved. Ibayalahu, we have a, another question. Mauk of get shikhur. Let's say the master is a Kohen. When you have a master is a Kohen and an Evid, that Evid can, yes, eat truma. No problem. How about a mauk of get shikhur? He's lacking the get shikhur, but for all other purposes, he's free. Is he, this slave, ochel betruma or ochel? Can he eat truma or not? Colon, again, we'll have an A, Odilma B. A, the Pasuk says, Kenyan Kaspai is the type of uh, slave that can eat Truma if the master is a Kohen and he has a Kenyan Kaspai of that Evid, Amarachman of Ahai, and this slave, however, Lav Kenyan Kaspai, who, since he doesn't have any monetary control over this Evid anymore, Ev is not considered a Kenyan cosplay of the master, and therefore we would not be able to eat Truma. Oh, Dilma, he's squiggling the old Dilma, Dilma B. Kevin and Mechusu get Shikhror, since that's true that he doesn't have the Kesev value of him anymore, but the Evid is still lacking that Shtar Shikhror, it could on some level, Kenyan cosplay Korean may still be considered a asset, uh, an acquisition of the master. Well, Tashma, come in here, Damra Misharsha, the following Tanakh source. It goes for, it's a mission in Yuvama, so it goes for about three lines and starts here. In this interesting Tanakh source, you have a uh, Mrs. Cohn. Uh, her child is obviously Baby Cohen. Then you have her uh, Shivcha, 
and her shivcha um, as a uh, slave of a Kohen can also eat truma. Let's say they each have a baby. Mrs. Kohen is 30 years old. Her shivcha is 25 years old. Then they each have a baby and they get mixed up in the hospital. A Kohenes Shenisarev Vlada, that her uh, little baby gets mixed up with a Vlad shivcha of the Vlad of her shivcha. Now the two of them, they can both eat truma anyway. Kama. One of them is an Evid, one of them is not. And therefore, V'cholken chelak echad al ha-gairin. They split one portion, in other words, one person's portion, B'gairin. And now, over there in Yuvamas, we say that really what they're saying is chelak ke-echad. They're basically not going to give either one of them truma out in the fields without the other one there, because we don't know which one really is a... uh, uh, Cohen, and which one really is a slave? Um, okay. Uh, when these kids grow up, you know what they should do? One of them is the master, one of them is the slave. So, Mishacharin Ze S Ze. They should uh, free uh, one another. Okay, so if uh, the master, would be the father in this case, passes away, and then one of them is definitely a Kohen, one of them is definitely a slave, so they both free each other, whichever one was the Kohen, still says the Kohen, we don't know which one it is, uh, whichever one is the slave, becomes a full-fledged Jew, and all is fine and dandy. Now, that is the attempt to answer the question, says the Gemara back, Hachi Hashta, one second, how now? Hasam over there, you had two people. One of them was definitely a Kohen, and the other one was definitely an Eved, so the, definitely an Eved, can definitely eat Truma. It's just we don't know which one is the Kohen, which one is the Eved, or both of them can eat Truma as long as the Kohen is always a Kohen and the Eved stays an Eved. However, in the standard get of case, the master has no monetary hold or ribonut uh, 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 over that uh, slave at all, and uh, therefore this would not be a valid uh, answer to our question. I guess then our question remains. Adkan.